Good morning. This is Barbara Lampson, Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener. And with me this morning is my fellow Master Gardener. Karen Wright. Hey, Karen. You know when the temperature starts rising and the sun starts beating down on the soil, we need to think about those plants and we need to think about the soil. Especially conserving the moisture. Yes, and get some mulch on the land. Now, I'll tell you my way of doing this. And I I know there's lots of different ways of thinking about this, but I've tried more and more to use a living ground cover so that I don't have to put down anything. But what I do do is the grass, the early grass when we mow the lawn, I save that. and I'll For the clippings. For the clippings, and I will spread that. So that's nitrogen. But you don't put any herbicides or any chemicals on yours so it's okay if you did you probably wouldn't want to do that right so I put that as far as it'll go and I not very thick just very thin Mm because I only have so much then I save the leaves from in the fall and those leaves when we pick them up we use our lawnmower and it's a mulching lawnmower and that kind of reduces them in size but you know the smaller your particles on, the faster they will break down. And in this case, I want them to break down fast. And so also, if you just have plain leaves with, that aren't broken down, that a lot of times they'll just lay in layers and the, the water can't get through it very well anyway. Right. So it, it's, And it will even compact. Yeah. yeah. So so then if you've got a, I, I want to say a grinder or a shredder. Shredder. It, mm-hmm. You shred them and then you put them on. So now the leaves are are carbon. So actually you've got a mini compost pile going all over where these things are and once I get the the leaves on there and if we don't have rain that week then I wet them down and I've got a nice barrier right there and as these things break down I just keep trying to layer and and stretch things as far as they go. Because they add compost to the soil and it actually improves the soil. So that's, I mean, I I do the same thing with the leaves is chop them up and I've got them in bags and I'll put them out earlier in the spring, early summer. And then I use that as my mulch. I used to use wood chips, but I tell you what, I have a fear of wood chips now because at a recent... Minnesota Hosta Society meeting, we had a woman talk about jumping worms. And one year, about four years ago, she was on the tour for a Hosta tour, statewide Hosta tour. So she had all this wood mulch delivered to put all all around her gardens to make it look really nice. Well, guess what was in that mulch? Jumping worms. Jumping worms. And they are very destructive to your ecology in your garden and the environment. So she said, you know, never again. And that's one way you can get them is from some of these wood chips or things or even other soils that you might drag in. So you got to be really careful. You do. Well, you know, Karen, in addition to doing this grass and leaves combination, I also have the plants that that really become the cover crop. And I use sedum vigorously. I use lots of it. I so like. it's a live plant that actually is covering the ground. It keeps spreading, mm-hmm. right. And so it needs to have good nutrients too. And what this does is you begin to think about the microbes in the soil. And the microbes in the soil, they really do need to be fed regularly. And when you have a cover crop, versus like bark or something like that, you have those roots that go down in, which 
uh, provides these air spaces for the plant. And when you have these good air spaces where the roots come down, you also have the, the moisture being delivered to the to the root. Because it's not being so compacted, is the... Exactly, exactly. So the more roots, not weeds, of course, right. but more of these roots and that, and on a continuous basis. And you want to find one that's not too aggressive because if you don't want it to spread wildly, because some will right. say the snow on the mountain, if, if you want it in some place that you want it to spread, fine, but it can be aggressive in other places. So you make sure you ask yeah. about that. And you know what's another bad one, Lily? of the valley. I know. I've got a whole bunch of those, and I'm continually picking them out, but they do make a great ground cover. They do make a wonderful ground cover or something on the slope if you really need Mm -hmm. it. That would be the way to go. But in your perennial bed, I think they'll easily become competitive with your perennials. The other thing is, if you're thinking about just putting in perennials and things, that versus an annual is much better for the microbes and for the soil because the annuals are only there for a very, short very time. short time. Right. Whereas with a perennial, there's a much longer season where they can work together with the microbes in the soil. And the other thing I use is that weedless straw that you can buy in, in those really tight bales that I <clears> sprinkle <throat> on. The only thing is sometimes you'll get little oats growing in your garden, and that's easy to pick, but I found that's another nice, more natural mulch. Yeah, I think we have to be so careful now and, and ask where everything is coming from, yes. how it was harvested, how they sterilized the equipment so we don't get any of those jumping worm eggs. They're so minutely small. If you'd like more information about anything to do with gardening, contact your Extension Service. This is Barb Lampson along with Karen Wright, wishing you happy gardening.